entrepreneur. It doesn't matter where you are currently located in the world because it's time to settle in and buckle up for another exciting and potentially profitable episode of The Marketing Minute with your host, Mark Newsom, otherwise known as Mr. Marketing. And remember, entrepreneur, it's not how or where you started at. It's where you ultimately end up that counts. Hey, entrepreneur, this is Mark Newsom, Mr. Marketing, and welcome to another exciting and, yes, potentially profitable episode of the Marketing Minute. Entrepreneur, today we are going to talk about how you're going to consistently get a whole lot more by doing a whole lot less. Now that sounds, you know, a little hypey and a little over the top. But let me give you a concrete, a couple of hopefully concrete examples of what I'm talking about. Most of you, or let's just say some of you are familiar with uh, mega internet marketing legend Russell Brunson, correct? I'm on one of Russell's lists and he's recently, in fact, you may have gotten this same series where he's talking about the story of click funnels and just incredibly fascinating because I had no idea this guy had gone through such an incredible roller coaster ride over the years before. You know, he's finally got his footing. He knows what he's doing. There's no question about it. I mean, his company's done over a hundred million dollars but even without those mega numbers ladies and gentlemen when you go from scratch like he did not knowing anything about the internet and kind of self-taught and then you know ultimately investing in courses and coaches and mentors and but this was down the line the bottom line is now he's had more than enough real world experiences good bad and ugly to know what he's doing it's like no offense a parent they don't have to have gone to Harvard to, once you've lived a certain amount of years on this earth, when your kids come home with kids that you think are, eh, their character's a little bit questionable, you can see it. It was the same sort of thing with a guy or man or woman who's been in business long enough, seen the roller coasters and the trends and all this other stuff that he's gone through and survived it and thrived. Well, in the series, he talks about, you know, when he first started out, what happened, how he first got his uh, first taste of success. Then he hit some speed bumps. And one of the stories he talks about is he had a call center at one time and it had ballooned up to 60 some odd people full times working the phones, 20 coaches. And oh, I'm sorry, I may have the, the, the metrics wrong, but some customer service people and some coaches. And he was rocking and rolling with that for a while, and he ran into some speed bumps. And ultimately, listen at this, he got it down over time now, not today and then tomorrow, but over time, he got his process down that he only needed two of the uh, people working the phones. And now he was grossing more money with less expense than he was when he had 60 something odd people working the phones plus the 20 coaches. Now, I want you to think about something. Think about the commercial cost of renting a leasing a space that had room enough for 60 some odd people working phones plus 
20 some odd coaches and I don't know if the coaches were only paid a commission or a little small salary or an hourly small hourly wage plus you know the majority of their money when they sold but here's what I want you to think about 60 some odd commercial phones that had to be paid for because he you can't he couldn't use residential rates for, with that many phones think about how large the space had to be to accommodate that many people and the ongoing expenses of customer service and now to get it down to just two people and I don't know how many on the back end he still has in terms of customer service and all that but here's what I want you to think about the bottom line is he's now grossing more money than when he had that process in place now I want you to flip that for a moment and consider this because this is what we're talking about about getting more from less think about this Let's suppose you run a single location, non-franchise, uh, traditional mom and pop restaurant, and let's say it's a uh, you know the two owners, husband and wife, two brothers, two sisters, any combination you want to come up with, and there are five additional employees. So you got a waiter, a waitress, and three dishwashers, two of which are full time and one is part time. I want to focus on the dishwashers for just a second. Now imagine, you know, things are going along, you're going good, the word of mouth is spreading, you have no intentions of franchising, but you're kind of getting a foothold in the community, meaning people know you for the specialty of whatever it is. You got karaoke night going on and, you know, you got some other things going. Now stop and think about this. One day, a person who eats here all the time, who you've gotten to know over the years, this man or woman is a sales rep for a uh, company that sells uh, dishwashing equipment or I'm sorry a dishwasher that all you have to do is somebody loads the dishes in there then it washes the dishes and then somebody takes them out and dries them off and they tell you they say listen this machine only costs you about $2,500 a year but here's the benefits of it. some of the benefits a it'll never call out it will never uh, demand a raise. It won't try to unionize uh, your workers. And you won't have to pay any ongoing benefits. And you stop and think about that. You say, yeah, you know, that, that's a pretty good deal. Well, you automatically fire uh, three of your dishwashers. You fire one full-timer, I mean, excuse me, two full-timers and one, the, the part-timer. Now you got two dishwashers but you only have them part-time each. Now to the outside world, what are they thinking? Oh man, this place is about to go under. They laid off three workers. But is that the reality? No, it's not. The reality is you just put those three salaries, the cost, the benefits and all that, back into your bottom line, which means you can do this, use this to expand and do some other things, put it into marketing and promoting and you know upgrading your restaurant or whatever the case may be. But the bottom line is now you only need two people, or in this case, maybe just one person to work the dishwasher. Well, this is kind of what happened with Russell Brunson. He figured out a different system and process so he did not have to have all those 65 people who unfortunately were laid off. But his process allowed him to streamline things to the point that he's more successful as an entrepreneur. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, if you'll take the time to notice, anytime a public company either moves one location to another or 
they suddenly start laying off workers. What that's Wall Street knows this. They know that company has found a way to be equally as profitable or more profitable for less upfront or ongoing expense, which means, remember, we're talking publicly traded companies now, that stock value is going to go up. That doesn't mean it's going to go up like a, like a rocket ship and stay up, but it means it's definitely over time going to go up because what's making that stock more valuable? You're getting more profit with less effort and less expenses. That's very attractive to people who are looking to invest in stocks. And the same sort of dynamic works in a lot of other ways. Now, I want to talk about an offline business marketing, promoting process, if you will, that kind of goes along the same lines. Let's suppose you're a uh, female uh, representative for a uh, cosmetic, popular woman's cosmetic uh, distribution company. And there's a certain place where you go and get your hair and nails done. And I'm using these specific examples, ladies and gentlemen, because this is where the other ladies hang out. So why run a billboard ad or, I was going to say, in the case of you spending these outrageous sums of money on these uh, full-page spreads and these popular women's magazines, which they're going to continue to do that. Why? Because women read those magazines and they flip through them specifically looking at the ads they're looking at the the jewelry these women are wearing they're looking at the shoes they're wearing they look at the handbag they're wearing so this could apply to all of these things but here's the point where you go get your hair done let's say the women the, this female rep shows up on fridays and fridays what she does is she brings it let's say there's a owner that runs the uh Let's say, in fact, let's make it a strip, mini strip mall. At one end of the strip mall, suite number seven, is the nail, you know, single location, non-franchise uh, uh, nail business, you know, where they do women's nails. And suite number one is where the women get their hair done. So in this case, and we're going to make the numbers simple, you know, we're going to say both businesses or service providers in this case have uh, this one owner. They have a chair or booth or, you know, whatever the case may be. And then it's five stylists, and they could be full or part-time, but a total of six people, the owner and five other stylists, you know, for both the hair and the nail salon. So in this case, this female rep, now she goes to both businesses now. She's not walking in off the street, you know, trying to uh, cold, cold call promote these people, you know. Um, so follow this. She walks in on a Friday, and she's got six samples of a new perfume that just came out and the deal is she lets the owner you know smell and sniff each one and the one she decides on she gets the first choice it's a free sample it's a 32 ounce bottle she lets her have it now you know the other ladies in the shop are gonna want to know how they can get hooked up asap as well correct and that's the point so you allow these ladies to divvy up the other five samples any way they want, meaning they can choose which ones they want. Now, here's the kicker. You now have a 16, or I'm sorry, a 64-ounce bottle of perfume, a mid-level fragrance that normally retails, say, for $650. And you ask these ladies, how many of them would like to get one of these bottles? You know, and all the hands go up and you say, okay. And of course, remember, there's customers in here now taking, you know, witnessing this whole thing. So some of them may try to hit her up, you know, how could I get a sample or, you know, how could I get a discount on this fragrance? 
And what the lady does with the permission of the owner, she sprays a little bit of the air so the mist is kind of in there. So the current and future customers who come in that day will get a whiff of it. It's, you know, kind of gets the conversation going. Of course, you know, the conversation is going to be going already because the owner and the other workers, the stylists are going to be bragging about, look at the sample they got, and, you know, the whole story. And they're not just going to tell it to their customers. When they leave the shop, wherever they go, you know, they're going to put some of it on and they're going to go places. And they're gonna they're gonna text and phone call their besties. They got neighbors. Maybe they have sisters. Maybe their mom is in the area, still alive. The whole point is this thing is gonna spread, and that's what you want, as opposed to that forty thousand dollar billboard that's three uh, blocks away that people are speeding by at you know thirty forty miles an hour and virtually paying no attention. Now, if they got an attractive lady in a bathing suit, yeah, guys, we're gonna you know take a quick glance, but we're gonna have no idea what the ad is about, and we're really not concerned about it. So here's the point. The sales rep now poses a powerful marketing strategy in, form, in the form of a question to them. They say, how many of you would like to get a chance to get a $650 bottle of your choice and only pay half price? Now, there's going to be at least a handful that are going to want to know how they do it. So for the customers, what she does is she gives them an ex a, a two-sided, market-tested, extremely time-sensitive uh, gift certificate. Side A, it has the recipient enter, uh, join the list of the cosmetic company for a chance to win a $650 bottle fragrance for free. One guaranteed winner every 30 days. Side B tells them to drag a friend before the handwritten date and it's going to be 10 days out the sales rep is going to just write whatever that physical day is that Friday or whatever day they happen to be in the shop they're going to look on the calendar you know maybe they just look in their phone and they're going to go 10 days out not 10 business days ladies and gentlemen the next 10 physical days and whatever that 10th day is that's the expiration date the person with that card if they drag somebody with them they get the fragrance of their choices in stock that normally would sell for $650. They get it for $325 or half or whatever the actual cost is. But here's the kicker. The uh, sales rep also asks, hey, if you could get this fragrance for free, who's interested? And of course, you know, all the ears park up, uh, you know, spark up. What, what's going on? What do you mean free? You say the moment you send us five paying customers doesn't matter how much they spent five paying customers we will refund you your $325 back or you can apply it for the next level of fragrance which is $850 and you only pay the same $325 so it's their choice so this is a way of the company getting around not having to refund the money and you may think well wait a minute Martha you know $850 bottle for $300 that might be considered what Walmart would uh, call a lead loss, but it's only short term because think about it. If they take their $325 credit or X or whatever it is and apply it toward the next highest level, you can best believe they are going to be constantly bragging like crazy, both, both pardon me, on and off of social media. You better believe it. They're going to tell everybody within earshot what's going on. Now, here's the other thing. 
the uh, cosmetic company is going to take some of what would be their traditional advertising or promotional dollars and they're going to nurture those shops. What do you mean, Mark? For one thing, they're going to make sure if, let's say, there's a gourmet coffee shop also in the same mini strip mall, then they're going to make an arrangement where they're going to go buy, in this case, uh, five or X number of uh, plastic extra large big gulp cups and they're going to give it to the owner and the five stylists or whoever you know is a gourmet uh, coffee drinker in the shop and tell them hey just for taking this mug with you every time you go to the gourmet coffee shop now instead of paying 5.79 for this you know extra big gulp you pay a dollar 99 or 2.59 something way less which will can, uh, keep these ladies in both the hair and the nail salon not only a going to the coffee shop more often, saving money, but bragging to their friends. And if need be, what the uh, rep can do is find, they could make a phone call to the shop before they come on Friday and say, hey, uh, ask your customers, whoever's in the store right now, who's gourmet coffee drinker so I know how many plastic mugs to bring. And now when they show up with the samples, because remember, say Friday, and the day they want to show up, let me say this, strategically is one of the slowest days in the in the shop, if there is such a day, Monday through Saturday or whatever days they're open, they'll find out from the owners what's traditionally your slowest day. Or if it's a seasonal thing, whatever the season is, they'll make it that day. But the point is they want to start getting the word of mouth up so people either book appointments or just walk in on those days. That's the point. Now, here's the other part of this strategy. As I'm saying, they want to give these cups away to the customers. And now when the customers go to the shop, they pay less, which means when they go back to their circle, influence their job or their business, they're going to tell the neighbors, they're going to tell their siblings, they're going to tell their besties, they're going to tell everybody who will listen. And the people say, well, where did you get this from? And they're going to point back to the shop. Well, you know, I get my hair, my nails done over here. And this is just one of the perks that they give you, which means more customers will come to the shop. That's the point. And, you know, through the back door, they're going to sell, this perfume company is going to sell more perfume because more of these women are getting exposed. Remember, they're going to dab some of the fragrance before they leave or just once they get there. So it kind of stays in the air. And then they're going to do some really cool things for the owners and the stylists. Say, for instance, whatever the uh, anniversary of the uh, hair or nail salon is, the rep is going to make sure on that day, a cake is either delivered or the owner will go because they'll have a credit with one of the top gourmet bakery shops and have a, a birthday cake. You know, happy anniversary, you know, number five or seven or 11, how long ever the place has, has been in business. And uh, each year they'll do this for them. And maybe one year, like say for the fifth anniversary, they're also throwing out a, a, a bouquet of flowers for the owner. And then maybe on each stylist's birthday, They'll uh, have flowers delivered. And then what they'll do for the owner is, or, you know, owners, is they'll go buy a five or seven foot teddy bear and just leave it in the corner. Just ask the owner to just don't take it home. You know, do this for us. Just set it in the corner. So as the customers come in and they see it, it starts a conversation which back door leads back to who? You got it. The uh, cosmetic distribution company. And ladies and gentlemen, this could apply to the uh, retail jeweler. 
it doesn't have to be a women's cosmetic company. I'm just trying to show you the diversity of these kind of strategies because think about it. Number one, here's a teddy bear, seven foot teddy bear sitting in the corner. You don't think some of those ladies are going to whip out their phone and do a selfie standing next to that teddy bear or maybe do a Facebook live, just brag and say, hey, I'm in such and such Sonja's shop or Debbie's shop and she's got this beautiful teddy bear and I just wanted to let you know Debbie does the best hair, the best nails, blah, 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 blah. She's running a special right now or Debbie might do a Facebook live. In fact, think of this. What if, and I'm using the, I'm talking about the uh, women's, uh, cosmetic company what if you have a special arrangement uh, arrangement pardon me uh, with uh, a local non-franchise jeweler and you can get some beautiful $650 diamond studded earrings uh, at cost but what you're gonna do is you're gonna buy them and they're gonna be used now and what you're gonna do is you're gonna ask the owner to periodically do say like a Facebook live or something like that and you're just gonna you're gonna be there. I'm saying the the, the uh, sales rep is gonna be there, but she's gonna let the owner try on these earrings, and then the owner's gonna do a Facebook live, and then when she gets off, she just hands the earrings back to the uh, sales rep, and then the sales rep will tell her, hey, the moment this strategy generates X amount of customers. And we'll key it, you know. So just like memory old direct mail, they say ask for extension or send it to extension 52 so they knew which ads were working. They'll key it in such a way that as soon as 10 or X number of customers are created, she's going to gift her the diamond set and earrings. Now, do you think some of those other stylists and potentially some of those other customers might not want to know how to get hooked up like that? Absolutely. You better believe they will. No question about it. So the question becomes, ladies and gentlemen, at this point, can you see how they would be getting a whole lot more or you potentially or potentially your uh, major competitors would be getting a whole lot of more marketing mileage out of a whole lot less effort? That's the point. Because remember, here's what's kind of going on with most uh, traditional advertisements and advertisers. They run an ad and they have to bank on they have to recoup everything they've spent, not just to run the ads. Those ads have to be produced before they're run. What do you mean, Mark? For instance, when you see these ads with these fancy supermodels, and it doesn't even have to be the A-level supermodels, but these uh, fancy advertising suits with models, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes they go on location. But even if they don't go on location, the model gets paid X amount uh, you know, to, to participate in the ad. There's excuse me, a photographer, they maybe rent out a booth somewhere, all of these expenses, then they have to pay to run the ad, and they can't pay to run an ad one time, or that's a complete waste of money. So you reverse that by looking at situations where I'm saying, in this case, you're looking for women, and you just look for situations where you can get in, inexpensively get in front of these women and then leverage their social activities. Maybe they go to daycare. Maybe they uh, go to friends and family. Maybe they go to social functions. They got besties. They go shopping with their besties. They go out at night with their besties. These kind of things. The conversation. You think if a, a lady's wearing an incredibly uh, nice smelling fragrance, their girlfriends, their sisters, or their neighbors are not going to want to know what the deal is? Of course. they're. It's just like, say, with guys. When a guy... Uh, in, invest in stocks 
and one of the stocks pops, they're bragging like crazy. Now, they don't tell their friends about the losses they've suffered, but they're bragging like crazy about stock X or how they had an option on stock X or options and the options paid off or, you know, cryptocurrency, whatever it is. Now, like I said, or if, if they play cards and they win, oh, man, I won $750. They don't tell you the 5000 they've lost over the years. But they brag about the, the amounts that they went. Well, this is sort of the same thing. But they're moving your brand both on and off of social media. And you're not asking them to do it. But you're banking off the fact that they will most definitely do it. That's the point. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say a couple of things here. Number one. If you're on social media, and I highly suggest you you should be rocking social media. And by the way, if you're on LinkedIn, by all means, look me up. Uh, let's get connected. And this way here, we can start sharing and liking each other's content on LinkedIn. And this helps the algorithm because all of them, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, they're all based on engagement. They have to see uh, movement. So that they know which uh, content to move up and which not to uh, promote and, and so on and so forth. But I was going to say this about social media, especially YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget the fact you and I do not own these platforms. Your accounts can and will be shut down for any reason they choose. It's almost like musical chairs. I don't know if you played that as a kid, but, you know. They can, they can pull the rug from under us anytime they want because you and I, in essence, are the glorified uh, tenants and they're the landlords. And you're saying, well, wait a minute, Mark. Are you saying we should or we shouldn't be on social media? Absolutely, you should be on social media. But don't rely on it. You need to constantly be building your own opt-in email list. And remember, entrepreneurs. You don't need a website or a blog to have a fully functioning standalone landing page. Meaning, now, in my particular case, I use AWeber and I know there's some that will say, oh, this one's better, that one's better. Fine, use whichever one you want. But if they will allow you, in this case, AWeber will allow you to self-host, I mean, they'll host it, and you can publish a uh, landing page web address so that when somebody goes there, the only option they have is if they're interested in a free offer you're giving away in exchange for their contact information, in this case, a first name, but more importantly, a reliable email address. You don't need a website to do that. Although, however, now, you probably won't be able to advertise that on something like Google because Google wants to see content that's relevant and helpful. But the point is you could put that on a business card or an index card or a flyer, this kind of thing, or the back of a business card, back of a flyer. You know what I mean? So here's the point that I'm trying to make with that. That asset, as long as you're paying for that email account, and Aweber has a free uh, offer that they do now, but ultimately you want to get to the paid service because that's where all the bells and whistles are. But you want to have control, and you and I are in control of Facebook. We're not in control of LinkedIn. We're not in control of Twitter. We're not in control of TikTok. Leverage these assets, but don't rely on them. Anyway, having said that, here's the other thing. When you're running ads, ladies and gentlemen, on these platforms, you run the risk of your ads being your accounts being shut down. You know, I've been on several paid webinars where these, I take these word gurus, but these six and multi seven figure earners have uh, 
acknowledged in these paid webinars they've had accounts shut down. And of course they have. You're running paid advertising. There is a chance that you're going to violate one of their uh, rules and they're going to shut you down. That's just the way it is. In fact, I will make it go as far as to make this bold statement. In the time it's taken you to invest and listen to this one particular episode, somewhere online, somebody's had their account either A, shut down for the first, or B, second, and permanent time. That's the reality of it. And the other thing is, somebody in your local area has run an ad, either on local primetime, local TV, and you didn't see it because you're investing in this particular episode. And I appreciate that. So hopefully you're getting something out of it. On the other hand, what I'm trying to say is you and I want control. And the way you get control is by A, creating your own products and services, and B, getting your own opt-in email list. So having said that, now let's do some housekeeping so that you can get on with the rest of your day and hopefully get some value out of this episode and go out and make yourself some money. Now, if you like what you hear, ladies and gentlemen, and I sincerely hope you did get value out of this. Please feel free to share this with anybody you know in business entrepreneurship who's trying to uh, grow their business or service. They'll appreciate it. And I got to tell you, I will love and gladly accept your referrals. Okay. Now, here's the other thing. If you have a podcast entrepreneur or you're about to start a podcast, isn't it? You know, as long as it revolves around entrepreneurship and business and lead generation and all that sort of stuff. If you're proactively looking for guests, I don't care how large or small your audience is, I would love to be a guest on your show. Simply go to the contact page of my blog, uyoucanmarketonlinenow.com forward slash contact. That gets you the contact page of my blog. Put in the subject line, uh, potential guest podcasting opportunity. Maybe send me a link. If you already have some episodes, send me a link to your show. Uh, let me know why you think I'd be a fit. I trust your judgment. If you think I'm a good fit for your show, I probably am. And let's do it. We'll set up a time when I can come on and we can either do a Q&A. And here's something else, ladies and gentlemen, about digital products I want you to think about. If you're saying, well, Mark, you know, what kind of digital product could I, I do? You and I could do a Zoom session where we record it. And as long as I get to mention, you know, some of my digital assets, in this case, my, my blog, you could create that. That's an interview product. And I don't mean literally would mean. I mean, you could, you and I could do it, but I'm saying you do it with whoever you want. But ladies and gentlemen, understand something. When you're first starting out, don't try to go after the big time people because they already have more than enough people in their network. They're constantly being, being bombarded by people they do not know don't trust yet, and you're just coming off as another wannabe. But I'm saying here, I'm putting the opportunity out there. You could interview me. We could put it up on YouTube, and all I want to do in this case, you know, answer a few questions and offer a few strategies such as what we're talking about, but you control that particular digital asset. You can do what you want with it. You can use it as a lead generator. You could use it as what some people call an order bump, meaning when somebody orders something on your uh, order page, you have a little arrow pointing to something, say for X dollars more, you get this interview, X minute interview with Mark Newsom, aka Mr. Marketing, and just tell them a little bit about what it's about. Or you could put it on the back end and give it away as a free 
digital bonus, extremely time sensitive bonus worth X if they upgrade and buy a more expensive product or service from you, even if it's an affiliate product or service. And again, this has nothing to do with me. I'm trying to show you how you could structure this using whoever you want as the product or the service through the interview process. You could also add a transcript where you, you know, some people want to read, some people want to see videos, some people would rather hear it. You could create a transcript and, you know, sell the transcript as a bonus. This is done all the time. The point I'm trying to get you to understand is you can get into the digital business very inexpensively. But I digress. I hope you got value out of this, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the other thing. If you know of any non-franchise retail uh, jewelry stores, appliance centers, or uh, let's say retail jewelry, retail furniture stores, and retail appliance centers, just for being the go-between, in other words, introducing us, any revenue share arrangement I ultimately put together with them, I normally charge a 25% performance basis, meaning every dollar I bring them, they clearly didn't have before we started uh, working together. I will cut you in half of my 25% for life, meaning as long as that arrangement is in place. And again, you don't need me to do this and vice versa. I'm just trying to give you an up on you. If you're thinking, well, who, you know, who could I do the strategy with, Mark? You can start with me. All right. So that's the other thing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's one last thing I need you to do. I want you to go to my blog, youcanmarketonlinenow.com, and I want you to pick out at least three blog posts in three separate categories. If there is a video in there, especially if it's one of mine, I want you to watch it at least twice. Whatever the video is in there, I want you to at least twice. But if it's one of mine, I want you to watch it at least twice. And the reason why is the more you hear something, ladies and gentlemen, the more it'll spark your creative juices, which are sitting dormant right now. You don't even realize you're sitting on top of stuff that could be monetized or used to barter or whatever the case may be. If there is an embedded podcast episode, I want you to listen to that at least twice. And at the end, you don't have to do this all in one day, but at the end of that little uh, process and assignment, two things would be obvious. A, either you're going to know instantly we're simply not compatible and that's okay, or you're going to know instantly, hey, this is a guy I should be, this is definitely one of the guys I should be working with. In which case, what I would suggest you do, if you're ready to get started now, is you invest in a three-month prepaid maintenance plan, meaning my hourly rates are very affordable, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just $250 now. This should give you an idea of, A, this content you just consume should give you an idea of, A, is this guy worth my time or not? And it's, the answer is either yay or nay, ladies and gentlemen. There is no in-between. So my point being, if you see the value, then I would suggest now it's your budget. If you can only afford one hour, $250, do that. But I would suggest a much better value for you. You're getting way more bang for your buck by investing in a prepaid uh, three-month maintenance plan, it's $250. I'm throwing in a bonus hour, ladies and gentlemen. All of the sessions are recorded on Zoom. You get the link and you can listen to them from now on. That's the point. Having said that, Ladies and gentlemen, if we're not compatible or if you have any doubts, please don't go any further because there's millions of men and women coming online, especially once COVID hit, people were forced to stay at home. They're online looking for solutions. Some people want out of what they're currently doing or looking for a side hustle, whatever the case may be. 
there is more than enough opportunity as far as the eye can see. And if you're not part of that or you just don't feel we we vibe, that's fine. That works for me. On that note, this is Mark Newsom, Mr. Marketing and Entrepreneur. I am definitely looking forward to being with you again very soon with another exciting and potentially profitable episode of the Marketing Minute.